0: You're listening to the Mothering Joy podcast, season three, episode one. Today, I'm sharing my grandma's chili recipe. I remember the first time I made this chili, I was a new homemaker, just trying to figure out how to feed myself and my husband in a simple, nourishing way that we both enjoyed. And this was way more challenging than I ever thought it would be amidst my pinterest scrolling and my googling for recipes my grandma's chili recipe came to mind my parents used to make this chili together on cold winter weekends and we'd enjoy it all week i remember heading to the grocery store the first time i planned to make my grandma's chili with my recipe in hand it was a picture of the recipe card that my mom had written when she got the recipe. So I'm standing in the aisles, you know, scrolling on my phone trying to decipher her handwriting for what felt like hours. And I was trying to find, you know, the right canned goods. Like, was it stewed tomatoes or was it diced tomatoes? Did I really need this many cans of beans? Did she use tomato sauce or tomato soup? Because both of them were written down. And, you know, this was like one of my, this is my first time making chili and one of my earlier experiences with cooking. So, I was a recipe follower and I still kind of am a recipe follower you guys but as I get more comfortable with cooking I'm learning that like it doesn't really matter if it's tomato sauce or tomato soup usually you know especially in a chili recipe but at the time I had no idea I was super overwhelmed so when I finally checked out I did my arm workout for the week, getting all my bags of groceries into my car, and I was so tired and a little bit discouraged. It felt like so much to buy and so many cans to get rid of after the chili was made. And I started learning more about cooking from scratch, you know, in the months and years that followed my chili experience. And I realized that I could adapt my grandma's chili into a harvest style recipe that used all fresh ingredients. The day I made my first harvest version of my grandma's chili was probably a good four or five years after my original chili recipe making. I made it for Joe and I got the thumbs up. And I will always remember that day. It will stick out in my mind as a day where I just really felt like I was making it as a wife and a homemaker this chili is a great meal to start with if you aspire to make meals from scratch especially if you're aspiring to use fresh local ingredients it can be easily frozen and readily enjoyed I am super excited to share it with you today let's get into it hey there I'm Meg crunchy mama storyteller and imperfect homemaker I'm raising two beautiful babies in the rolling hills of Wisconsin, and I am learning every single day. Here, I celebrate the joys of motherhood, but I also get real about the trenches that young moms find themselves in and how we can nurture joy in the daily grind. This is the encouragement you need to thrive through your days spent being mama. This is the Mother and Joy Podcast. I can't really start an episode about chili without sharing a hilarious and slightly embarrassing story. When my sweet cocoa was born, it was mid-fall, which is such a great time to have a birthday and also a great time to make chili, by the way, and I was in the middle of making a batch of chili. When I say I was in the middle of it, I mean that I was in the middle of what has turned out to be a three or four day process to make my harvest chili of preparing all the ingredients and getting everything ready just to be able to throw it together in the pot. I must give a disclaimer for this recipe for all the benefits of my harvest chili There's less cans, the cleaner, fresher ingredients, the yummy taste. It does take more work than just emptying cans into a pot like your traditional chili does. You're going to not be able to bang this out in an afternoon like my mom and dad did. But you know what? Without kids helping or distracting, I think you could probably bang this out in probably a day if you really wanted to get after it. It really depends on how you're approaching it. I have found, you know, with bigger projects, bigger kitchen projects like this, I like to approach them in a slow and leisurely manner so that I don't end up in the kitchen at 11 p.m. after a day of chili making went off the rails. So I was making this chili in such a way, and I was thinking I had about three more weeks to prepare postpartum meals before my sweet bundle of joy showed up. Anyway, that's what my due date said. But this little girl had other plans, and she decided to join us Earthside three weeks early, leaving my chili and plenty of other things undone. My mom was a lifesaver, and she finished this chili up for me. And when it was done, it was kind of like the only meal in the house that was ready to go. And there was a lot of it. So I spent my first days with my baby girl eating a lot of chili. Which I was totally fine with um, until my husband's grandma said something to me that I will never forget. In Coco's first few days of life, she was a gassy little thing. Like she smelled. I kept thinking she had dirty diapers, but it was just toots and they were just stinky, like this precious little thing, and just smelled so bad. And I was like sharing how confused I was about it and how gassy she was. And I just didn't know why. My husband's grandma said something to me like, well, what do you expect when you're eating so much chili? Like it was the most obvious solution in the world, which it seemingly was. Because after she said that, I kind of was like, oh, yeah. And I didn't eat chili after that. And the toots ceased. She was not a smelly little friend anymore. She just, you know, had normal gas. And it was the chili. So I share this story not only because I just find it hilarious, but also because it made me start thinking about how beans are actually probably affecting my digestion also. And after the incident with Coco, I started realizing that, yeah, Beans were hard for me to digest, also. And there are a lot of great things about beans you know, the protein, the fiber, but there's also a lot of carbs in them. And I just have found that I do better without. Especially because chili for us is like a staple meal that I want to have prepared for weeknights. It's something we do eat a lot of, especially in the winter. So for me, this beanless version of my harvest chili is where I've landed as the meal that I want to have prepped and ready to go for winter nights. So I want to share with you a little bit about this multi-step chili recipe because it's really not that bad you guys but I mean you're taking all the fresh ingredients um in the recipe I have things labeled you know how many tomatoes you need how many peppers you need um because you're really just taking these fresh ingredients and you're turning it into a chili which is awesome but also not something that is going to not require a little bit of work from us so I do have my harvest chili recipe It's in the downloads of the show notes, so you'll be able to see the whole recipe there and all the components of it, but I just wanted to kind of run through it here so that you kind of had an idea of what you're getting into. When I make this chili, I like to start with the soup. Part of this harvest chili that I absolutely love is the homemade tomato soup in it. And this is actually something that my grandma didn't do. She didn't do the homemade part, but she did put the soup in there. Um, And when I was trying to make the harvest chili that was really nourishing and using fresh ingredients, it just made so much more sense to make it myself. Soups are actually pretty tricky to find, like really clean ingredients. A lot of times there's lots of stuff in there that just is not necessary. And soup is super easy to make not to mention super nourishing because um you know bone broth and chicken stock is something i'm always trying to get more of in our diets so to throw some of this tomato soup into this chili was exciting for me because i'm a nerd about this kind of stuff But the soup recipe basically just uses fresh tomatoes from the garden or the farmer's market. And like I said, what I love about it is that it actually uses chicken stock or broth. When I was looking for tomato soup recipes, I was super surprised to see that a lot of them actually didn't even use broth in them which is interesting to me because broth is super nourishing. It's so good for our gut and there's just so many health benefits to broth. So to make a super yummy tomato soup without using any broth in it, kind of seemed like it was just missing the point to me. So I found a really great tomato soup recipe that does use broth and I adapted it a little bit so that it works perfectly in this chili recipe. And I always try to make more soup than I need for the chili so that I have some extra that we can just eat plain because it is so good. So while I'm in there with the tomatoes making the soup, I also like to just get the crushed tomatoes made also. Some sort of crushed tomato or stewed tomato is really kind of a staple ingredient in chili. And you don't really need to go through the work of stewing your own tomatoes for this recipe I've found um, just throwing them in the food processor and crushing them up is really kind of all you need to do. I do like to drain the tomatoes after I crush them, though, just kind of like for a thicker, yummier soup. Um, so I'll just put them in a strainer and drain out all the like like liquid from them so they're just a little bit thicker. This doesn't take a lot of time, um, but, you know, you have the mess of the food processor and you have to cut up the tomatoes. So if you're doing this in multiple days, I feel like you make the soup one day, you crush the tomatoes one day, um, or you can do these both in one day, but they definitely go together. And then if I do them separately, I'll just put the soup in the fridge and mason jars. I put the crushed tomatoes in the fridge and mason jars. And then the only thing left to do is chop the veggies. So the veggies that I put in this recipe are carrots, peppers, and onions. Onions are definitely a staple in chili. Peppers are something that are not totally unexpected, but are substituted from my grandma's recipe. She did not have any peppers in hers. And then what is really going to kind of throw you off here is that I put carrots in this harvest recipe also. This is not something I was used to ever seeing in chili. But one day I was having lunch at my sister-in-law's house. And I was like, she had a bowl of chili. I was like, are there carrots in here? And I was very intrigued. Um, They were super tasty. And when I was trying to figure out how I could make this recipe beanless, I just needed more veggies to add. So I added the peppers and the carrots. And honestly, when I eat this, I barely even miss, I really don't miss the beans at all. So the carrots and the peppers are kind of the secret for a non-toot inducing chili. And then once you have everything prepared for the chili, it kind of goes super quickly. It's kind of just like your standard chili recipe. You just put it all together, then you let it simmer for as long as you can. My parents would let theirs simmer most of the afternoon. Mine usually only gets like two hours of simmering before I have to feed hungry people or get the kitchen cleaned up for the night. So if you are wanting to preserve this soup, the easiest way to do it is just to portion it and freeze it. So I have a freeze dryer now, so I feel pretty spoiled because I will just put this right in the freeze dryer and then I just can store it in my pantry all winter until we need it and it's wonderful. But before I had my freeze dryer, I would just portion this into mason jars, or you could even do plastic bags, you know, and then you just have to think ahead a little bit and pull it out for weeknight meals. When it's really busy and it's the summer, but I'm wanting to take advantage of all the fresh veggies that are around, I will sometimes just prep all the veggies and freeze them and then I can put them together when I have a little bit more time to make the chili. Um, but like I said if you have time to make all the components it's really easy to just throw them all together um, and let them simmer so that you have the chili ready to go but I definitely will just prep the vegetables also so then I have them on hand when I want to make chili in the winter. When I'm trying to eat fresh and local veggies year round, uh, it can seem really overwhelming to figure out like what we will want to be eating in the winter. And how I can be preparing these vegetables in the summer um, so that we can have them. And this chili is like a no-brainer meal for me these days. It is so simple, it's time consuming, but it's simple and it's almost therapeutic just to, you know, chop the veggies and know you're preparing a really wonderful meal. It's a nourishing. Everybody likes it. I mean, my one-and-a-half-year-old likes it. My husband likes it. And it's just a simple way where I know exactly how I need to be preparing these ingredients so that I can just throw it together on the weekdays or weekends. Something I will do with this chili And you know, don't freak out. Here is, I will chop up some liver sometimes and I will add it in. When I'm really trying to be good about our health and making sure we're getting super nourishing foods, liver is on my list. I've done a few episodes that have included why I'm obsessed with liver and why I think everybody needs to be eating it, but it can be tricky to eat. And you know sometimes when you kind of disguise it into like yummy flavorful recipes like this then you can be getting the liver in without actually tasting it very much so I will try to do that and that is actually included in the recipe as an option but sometimes I just forget or I'm in a hurry to get it done and I don't have it ready So I am super happy that I have the grass-fed liver capsules by Optimal Carnivore to supplement my liver when I'm just not really getting it in my diet as much as I would like to. These Optimal Carnivore liver capsules are on Amazon. And I love that I can just add them to my cart super quickly and then portion them out. I take them every single day. And I think it's something that you should look into also. Get the liver capsules that I use by clicking the link in the show notes. The recipe that I have in the show notes is pretty big so it's meant to be like made in a big batch and then frozen or preserved in some way to last for many meals. You don't have to be like me as a newbie and follow this recipe to a tea. Feel free to skip the carrots. Um, something that I will do sometimes when I'm just making it for my husband for lunches is I will take out the carrots completely. I'll only do half of the peppers and then I will put in like 2 quarts of beans also. Um and then actually what my husband's family does is they add noodles to theirs and then which I'd never done but it's super yummy and then top it with like cheese and jalapeños and some sour cream and it's like super yummy loaded chili. It's one of Joe's favorite meals. And like I said, I like to keep it lower carb by leaving out the beans and pasta for a weeknight meal, but super super yummy if you add those things in. What I love about this harvest chili is that all these ingredients can be found at the farmer's market right now which is great because I remember when I was first trying to you know go to the farmer's market and come home and cook a meal I was getting frustrated like I the recipes I was finding weren't didn't have veggies that were all in season at the same time if that makes sense because you know Okay, this seems like a no brainer, but like different veggies are in season at different times of the summer. And when I didn't understand anything about vegetables and how things are grown or anything, I didn't really understand that. So I was like going to the farmer's market, I was trying to find these ingredients, and I couldn't find them, or I could only find a couple, and it was just a bummer. So this chili recipe, all of it is in season, and they, in the Midwest anyways, they should be in season kind of like through September usually is what I can find at our farmer's market. So if you're like really into it and want to get after it, like head to the farmer's market this weekend. You should be able to find all these ingredients if you live in the Midwest. And if you think it's a good idea, then maybe just bookmark this one and print off the recipe and save it for, you know, midsummer next year when you're like really ready to get after it and prep some chili. If you are someone who is excited about cooking with fresh and local ingredients like I was, but you're just not sure about it, like how to start, it seems overwhelming. I'm telling you, this is the recipe for you. You don't have to can anything. It's just a meal you can eat. It's super delicious. And I designed this recipe to be like a shopping list because I know that I just wanted to go to the market. I was super like, ah, I'm at the farmer's market. I don't know. I'm trying to like, you know, convert my recipe from like, how many tomatoes do I need to make a quart of diced tomatoes? Um, and I was like, forget that. So I just started writing down like, this is how many tomatoes I need. This is how many carrots I need. This is how many peppers I need. Um, So I'm not trying to be like a mathematician in my head at the farmer's market with both the kids running around and all this stuff to see and do. So if you try this recipe, please let me know if you like that, because this is kind of my first recipe that I'm really sharing, um, you know, I did share my breakfast sandwich recipe, which is near and dear to my heart, but this one just feels like I'm breaking into sharing some recipes, uh, which is fun and exciting for me, but I also need all the feedback that I can When I'm creating recipes for my family, they need to be pretty simple, they need to be nourishing, and they just need to be something that a husband who grew up eating meat and potatoes and a toddler are going to enjoy. And this recipe checks all those boxes for me. But I would be so thrilled to hear your feedback on it and see if it checks those boxes for you also. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mothering Joy podcast. And I will see you back here in two weeks for the next episode.